Hi, and welcome to Everything Theatre's podcast, where we chat to the creatives involved in bringing you some of the amazing theatre we get to enjoy. Find out how exciting new shows come together and listen to the behind the scenes stories from directors, musicians, producers, and more. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. This week, we're talking to Rosie Thomas. Rosie is part of Burnt Orange Theatre, who are. Well, I will let Rosie explain because I'll be honest, I think she'll probably explain it better than me about what they are doing right now. So, Rosie, love to meet you. Just want to just quickly tell us a little bit about yourself and what, what you do. Hi, thank you. Yeah, um, so I am one of the artistic directors of Burnt Orange Theatre. Uh, we've been running for nearly five years now um, in Hammersmith and Fulham, and we're sort of centred around providing professional level opportunities to young performers free of charge. So that has taken a lot of different forms over the years. We've done workshops, we've done productions, we've done sort of training programmes um, and all kinds of things. We're very responsive to what young people are are telling us they want to do so quite frequently we'll get um people who have written a play and they want to put it on but have no idea how um and we can support them through that process or we run our own programs obviously during covid we couldn't put on shows so we started doing workshop programs at that point um and like i say everything that we do is offered free of charge to young people and just trying to remove some of the cost that often is a barrier to participation um in the arts and and getting a foot in the door and springboarding them up into further opportunities so your target audience is what um youths between the age what 16 and 25 is it yeah 16 25 and what sort of back is it any sort any backgrounds that anyone's welcome or do you have a sort of target do you sort of aim at sort of different schools or what how do you sort of pull them in so to speak. Yeah, well, anyone's anyone's welcome, really. Um, we we're based in Hammersmith, Fulham, so we target ourselves around kind of West and Southwest London. Um, but that's not to say that most of what we offer is not open to people outside of those boroughs. We aim ourselves more at the lower end of that scale, so we're sort of trying to hit the ones uh, young people who haven't been to drama school or who are trying to get into training and things like that. Um, to really kind of support them through that process and offer them the things that that they that will benefit them at that stage in their craft and in their careers. Um, but yeah, ostensibly, and it's anyone's welcome. We when we do do shows, we'll audition for them, but then we make sure that we offer a open access program alongside anything that's auditioned, so that there's always opportunity. I mean, do you have a do you have your own? Um rehearsal rooms or something what do you have your own base where sort of all this takes place so we have sort of three different venues that we use quite frequently through in Hammersmith and Fulham we're not necessarily based in one of those just for logistics reasons more than anything else to be honest um so we're quite often at Riverside Studios at the moment they've been really brilliant um and partnering with us in the project that we're doing at the moment um and we use dance attic a lot and we have a really nice ongoing relationship with Baron Sport Theatre who were brilliant and we do scratch nights there quite frequently um, and they support a lot of our work as well. I mean, from your, yourself, so are you are you a producer, are you a director, do you write? What what do you do? Are you I mean, you're, I mean, ultimately, I suppose you facilitate all, all these sort of youth projects that come off the ground, but what is, what is your core role when it's all happening? Yeah, so I'm ostensibly a producer, I think, at the moment, has sort of transitioned. Um, it's gone from the two of us that established the company sort of doing literally everything um, back in 
2019 when we first started. So now we're very lucky we've got a nice sort of team of um, of people who work with us, um, especially on this current project. We've got quite a sort of bigger production team than we've ever had before. Um, I'm directing one of the shows that we're working on at the moment, but my sort of main remit is, is the producing side of things. Um, and then we like to get in other facilitators and other directors to make sure that what we're offering to the participants is varied and is different so it's not just our voices all the time and i mean i mean the one thing i got asked what what made you decide to start burnt orange for, with you know with this purpose because let's face it there is no money in theater to begin with there's even less money if you're trying to do what you're trying to do what yeah. what what is it that possessed you to think i know what we're going to do we're going to set ourselves up to be bankrupt for the rest of our lives uh yeah that's a very good question we're so we're a not-for-profit so it's never been the intention's never been to make money and it and it never will be I think unless we completely remodel the company um it came from us uh, it's, it's myself and a woman called Ella and we were at university together we worked together a lot at that time and we'd sort of left university we were working our on our nine-to-five jobs um and we'd always it had always been a little sort of joke that we had more than anything it's always been a little odd and one day we'll run a physical one day we'll run a physical one day we'll do that um and it just got to the point where we we sort of talked about it we outlined what we thought was missing and what we thought didn't exist in in training for young people and that is these open opportunities it's something where people you'll be welcomed into a space where people will say in this room we're going to treat like professionals but you didn't have to pay 400 pounds to be here and you don't need a headshot and you don't need to be on spotlight and you don't need all the other things that are going to cost you loads and loads of money you can just be here you can learn and then you can go and do whatever you want to do you can stay with us for until you're 25 or you can go and audition for something tomorrow and be on the west end the next day you know and that being that kind of bridging gap and being that springboard was what we were really interested in and offering that level that could take somebody further. Um, and so that's, so that's what we did. <laughs> and yeah, we've been, we the first couple of years we were sort of doing it all on a shoestring. We've been lucky to get funding from some really wonderful local organizations and from arts council. So that's, that's helped a lot <laughs> in that realm. Um, but yeah, it is all still kind of nice and nice and tight and the, on the money side of things, but it's part of the fun. <laughs> I mean, do you th- do you think there is an issue within the arts, within theatre, that there? Um, I mean, money is a barrier. Money is a barrier for people to enter it, and so we are we are risking only getting people who can afford it in the first place to to be making theatre, which is going to leave us a big. I mean, I think I've answered your question for you here, aren't I? But there's there's a big there's a risk of a big gap, isn't there? That we go we go or we go end up with middle upper class theatre without any representation for the lower classes. Yeah, completely. And, you know, there's a reason, there's, there's some really nice positive change happening now in that, but there's a reason that a lot of the big buildings until very recently have been run by the people they've been run by because they're the ones who can get that far in the industry. And we see it so often, we see it all the time with, with young people who want to do something, but they don't have an agent because they don't have headshots and they don't have a showreel because they don't have a camera. And... There's all of these things that are just, it's expected of you to be able to pay that money in order to get in the door. Um, and that just makes it, like you say, so inaccessible for so many people. And it seems, I think it puts people off. I think it makes it seem like something. And we're losing so much talent because young people feel like they, they shouldn't be in those spaces because they can't literally can't afford to be there. 
How many kids do you work with then throughout a year? It varies. Depends on what we do. Um, at the moment, we've kind of we've with the last year we've had a really good year. We worked out since um, September twenty twenty two. We'd engaged with over a thousand people. That is wow. including some audiences in there, but <laughs> um, but yeah, we we sort of I'd say we have a very steady stream of one hundred, two hundred in a year that we're seeing. We have like we're really lucky. We've got some young people who've been with us since twenty twenties. A few who've been with us since twenty nineteen. We've got this really lovely thing happening at the moment where some of the um, some of our participants from 2019, their younger siblings now are coming in and working with us as well, which is really sweet. Um, but yeah, we, we, we engage, it varies on depending on, on what projects we're doing. But particularly if we're running, like we run masterclass courses, we're hoping to get one of those up, two of those up um, this summer. And we can get anything from kind of 30 to 50 people in, in a, one of those courses. Brilliant. Um, and you're at the risk, you, are you having to turn people away at all or you sort of manage to sort of everyone who comes along, you can find space? We try very hard not to. Um, some of the workshops, we're doing some workshops at the moment and a couple of those have sold out, um, which obviously is lovely. But then, yeah, like you say, we don't want to be turning people away. So where we can, we sort of are uh, letting as many people in as possible. But obviously, you know, safety wise, we can't have... 100 people in a room if it's not big enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, let's talk about, so you've got rep company season coming up, um, which is going to accumulate in two shows at Drayton Arms Theatre. So what's rep company season? What What is that specifically then at the moment? Yeah, so it's a project we've been working on since, well, sort of since December, but we kicked it off properly since January. Um, we've got 14 amazing young actors who are working with us and a team of about six young creators who are supporting the production side of things as assistant directors and assistant producers and things like that. Um, they are working on two shows, as you say. They rehearse them both at the same time. So we have a rehearsal on Monday for one show and a rehearsal for Thursday on another show. Um, and it's kind of echoing and mirroring the traditional rep training companies that used to exist. Um, which I think is like a really beautiful model of that kind of holistic training where you're learning as you go. Um, you know, all these old buildings used to offer weekly rep companies where they'd be in on a Monday and they'd churn up play and they'd perform it at the weekend. And then the next Monday they'd start rehearsals on another play. And a lot of, um, a lot of older actors actually kind of credit it as the thing that, that turned them like, if you listen to Judy Dench talks about rep a lot and Ian McKellen always talks about rep companies about how they sort of shaped them as an actor and, and created that flexibility and that versatility that's that you see in those kind of actors. Um, so we've taken that model and we're kind of running with it at the moment and, and seeing what we can do with it. Um, so like I say, we've got 14 young people, they're working on the two shows. And then alongside that, we offer every Saturday, we're offering workshops which are open access to anybody to attend. So they're hosted at Riverside um, in Hammersmith and a couple of them are at the Drayson Arms as well. Um, and that just means that the programme itself can be open to, to anyone who wants to come along and they don't need to be part of the company. Um, and it's just extending. It's kind of the, the, the primary purpose for it is to offer an alternative type of training um, that really centres on the idea of you're building as an ensemble. You're working together and you're building for performances and you're working on those in the same way. Um, and we're working on 
The Tempest and Constellations are our two plays. So they're very different. They're very contrasting. So the young people are having two very contrasting experiences in those rehearsal rooms, um, which at the moment seems to be going quite well. Touch wood, going to curse it. But um, it, yeah, it seems to be so far it's panning out and is working really, really effectively. We're having lots of interest in the workshops and the company are engaging really well with the process. So we're excited to see where it goes. So it's the same cast across the two different shows then, so you're getting the same. Is that easy to rehearse two shows at the same time for sort of everybody? I mean, especially for the cast members, because it's trying to remember two lots of sort of um, scripts and that. Is it is it easy to do two at the same time? Does it just become natural with practice? Um, I don't think any of them would, would agree with me if I said it was easy. I don't think anyone's having an easy time at the moment. <laughs> Um, but I think that's part of the kind of challenge of it. You know, they they have to put their Tempest hats on on one day and they have two directors. So it's myself directing one of the shows and um, a brilliant director called Anna Blackburn is directing Tempest. And so I think they can kind of separate the two in their heads because of that. At the moment, we're still quite far away from the shows. I think when we get closer to the shows, because they're all in consecutive weeks as well. So they perform the Tempest one week and then finish that on the Saturday and on the month, on the Tuesday they're in for their first constellation show so um i think then we're going to get into into stressed territory but they're all brilliant and they're prepping so well most of them have already learned all their lines for the tempest um and we're sort of three months out from the show and they're working incredibly hard to to bring it to life so definitely not easy but hopefully we're making it as manageable as possible <laughs> is it easy to get a younger sort of a young crowd engaged with Shakespeare is 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 are you seeing a difference between the two sort of engagements between the two shows because obviously Tempest very old very traditional constellations very very modern show isn't it is are you seeing a difference in their attitudes towards the two different shows yeah I think there's I, I think they're they're both engaged in both they seem to really like the challenge I think that comes with the Shakespeare I think and Anna is particularly brilliant with how she makes it accessible and how she interprets the text um she's got a, this absolutely amazing concept where it's it's really bringing to life lots of elements that make the play a lot more um accessible for those for those younger audiences she's got all this sort of live music going on and there's beautiful ensemble moments with one of the characters um and i think that they're enjoying they're enjoying the gravity of it i think i think they like the you know someone our prospero is standing on stage and he's I'm not sure how old he is, but he's not older than 21. So, um, you know, he's having to embody that role. He's having to come into it and having to discover what it is. And the same for someone playing like Taliban, you know, is the, the challenge of that. I think they're really enjoying, they're really rising to. Um, and I would say that's the same constellations, really, because while it is a more modern text, it's um, very different to experiences that they've had at this point in their lives. And it's really challenging them with the content. And we've, split the script up so there's loads and loads of different couples that we see instead of following one couple all the way through um so the kind of creative side of that and and finding the concept and finding what the meaning and the purpose through it all they seem to really be enjoying hopefully you'll have to ask them <laughs> is it is, is it easy working with i mean how much do you say you've got do you say you've got 15 or 13 actors 14 14 i don't know why i got 13 or 15 from then um <laughs> I mean, how easy is it is? Because obviously I assume you're trying to make sure it's quite balanced across everybody. So, you know, everyone has 
plenty to do. How easy is it to to direct that sort of thing? They make it very easy, I would say. I think there's there's a world where, you know, like you say, 14 bodies in a room can become quite overwhelming, but they are, they're absolutely brilliant. They're very receptive. They're very responsive. They are really independent as well. They're very good at kind of going away, making their choices and coming back to the rehearsal room with those and saying, oh, actually, I found this in the text and I think my character's this and I think our relationship is this and bringing this kind of new creativity to the work, which is so interesting and inspiring for us as the directors as well to be able to go, oh, okay, I haven't, I haven't seen that, but yeah, let's run with it and let's see what happens. Um, so yeah, they, they make it easy. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, do you get that? Because I say, I suppose because they're not, yeah, they're they're not trained actors. I mean, I, I, I try not to sort of play it down, but yeah, they're not they're not people traditionally have been in you know acting for a long time. Do you find they come in with a very different attitude, very different ideas? So they look at things differently to what you'd what you'd expect, and so sort of, is that helping you to to see different things in it all? Definitely, yeah. And I think I think a lot of them. A lot of them are, you know, are studying drama in its various forms at the ages that they're at. Um, and a lot of them are, are are about to go into training or who are auditioning. Or, you know, there's, there's a, such a wealth of experience within them, even though none of them have gone through the sort of three years at RADA or wherever. Um, and I think, it, I, think that's, I think that's great. I think that's, they bring, they bring an energy and they bring an enthusiasm and they bring ideas that I think maybe I mean I don't want to generalize obviously but maybe you wouldn't see in those trick actors because they've been trained in a certain way you know and we're very big on creating a space that is very collaborative and is very kind of comfortable for all of the participants um and a space where the, you know their ideas are valued and are recognized and are credited just as highly as anybody else is in the room so hopefully that is making a, a space that is interesting and hopefully is making some performances that are interesting as well but um yeah, they they are. It is different to working with trained actors, but I think it's I think it's better to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I mean, again, it's it's a youth. I mean, would you call it a youth project? Yeah, I'd probably call it a young company or something. Young that. company. That's that's, <laughs> that's all right. I, I'm just trying to fix. I I keep writing youth. I mean. It's 16, 25. Anyone up to 25 is still a kid in my eyes nowadays. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so a young company. Um, and there is there is a risk of when, when we talk about a young company or youth company, there is a risk that people think it's quite amateurish. I mean, we're going to get a fully professional show out of this, aren't we, at the end? Is, yeah, we go see The Tempest and we go see Constellation and they're going, to be, they're going to be as good as anything else we see on the stage this year. Yeah, they're going to be fully professional. You wouldn't sit there and think it's a youth, it's a bunch of kids just playing. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Like, and, you know, we're maybe a month into rehearsals nearly a month into rehearsals now and then it does not look like a bunch of kids playing I can guarantee that <laughs> they yeah they work to a professional standard they work the directors that they're working with are professional directors and facilitators and artists in their own right so we treat them like that with a you know our sort of whole thing is we'll, we'll treat you like professionals with a with a soft touch that understands that you are younger and you haven't had that experience but we are giving you that opportunity and we're letting you rise to it and they do and they just like we did our first show in 2019 and 
automatically it was everyone was saying it's on a professional level and that has not changed and our standards have not changed and the way that we work and the way we facilitate hasn't changed either so well it's changed, it's adapted and it's improved but <laughs> it's the the concept and the um yeah the importance of of churning out work that they feel is of that standard as well is really important so they know that when they come into that room it's a professional room and they're being treated in that way and so they rise to that challenge too and yeah it's it's gonna look great <laughs> is there is there a different for pressure yeah different pressure on you because obviously usually as you know as a director as a sort of artist director of a company you, you know you, your role is to put on theatre but is there a, have you got you've got a draw well here haven't you of you've got to put on theatre shows you've got to nurture the young you know your young company to help them grow and develop do you feel do you feel you have like a double sort of weight on you here so to speak um, i suppose so in some ways it's it's there's times where doing yeah doing both is you sort of have to wear a lot of hats i think you have to put on your directing hat and then take that off and then put on the sort of organizational one and then take that off and put on something else you know um but I I think it's I don't think I'd want to do anything else I think it's nice I think like part of I've always been very motivated by the process like you said at the start you know the the show's there the shows are going to be there they're going to be great but what what has always inspired me has been guiding young people through that process and seeing them grow and seeing them learn and seeing them develop from day one to day whatever it will be um and so it it doesn't feel heavy it doesn't feel like a weight it feels easy to do because it's it is just sort of it feels quite natural i suppose it's do you i mean do you think you're do you think you're filling a gap that should really be filled by you know and i'm not not knocking you i think what you do is great but do, do you think what the 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 space you're filling with what you're doing with burnt orange is is something that maybe sh- there shouldn't be a need for you it should be a, a role that's sort of carried out because i say the lack of drama schools lack of schools doing sort of the arts um do you feel you're you know i've really to try and compare it to food banks you know we have lots of food banks now and you know people are celebrating how how great food banks are but there shouldn't be a need for food banks because the government should make sure we're supported properly do you think you're in a similar situation where maybe you're doing something that perhaps should be covered elsewhere in the structure yeah i do completely and i've 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 worked in it full-time in the education sector for the last sort of seven years and if I had my way I would completely transform education how it works and particularly arts education and and how it's viewed and how it's perceived I think um yeah I think it starts at, I think it starts at school level um but then it does move into you know drama schools and, and not to kind of get political about it but drama schools that are turning themselves into businesses rather than focusing on nurturing young talent and ensuring that that's what they're churning out um, and people that are taking advantage of young people and the fact that they want this so badly and there's such a desire and there's so many young people out there who are so passionate about careers in performing arts in so many different capacities and and that's being taken advantage of in my opinion by some people some organizations um and i do think there's so there are so many places who are doing really good work and who are offering similar things that we offer there's so many um different opportunities that young people can take which is brilliant and amazing but yeah like you say i think in an ideal world we wouldn't be needed and everyone 
would be having a lovely time. But <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. here we are. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and there is. And I think the theatre is showing a real way forward, isn't it? By, you know, groups like yourself, Intermission, Act Two, um, you know, you are all doing sort of great stuff to to try and hopefully help help a lot of kids sort of take the necessary step up. Do you what what is your what is your sort of ultimate aim for your kids? Is it is it and I keep saying kids, your your young your young company. What is it what is it what is it you aim for them? Is it to just you know to find work in in theatre later on or is it just to develop the skills for other things what 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 is your idea what would you like to see some of these go on to do yeah I think it's it's all of it it's anything that they would want to do you know what we want we want to support them into whatever their next step is you know we've had participants who've gone to drama school we've got some who are like now graduating from drama school which is crazy um and going into the industry we've had some that are, are already working in the industry and come and engage with us for a little while to just upskill themselves we have some that have gone to do law at university you know and are utilizing the skills like you say that you know there's the old adage of the soft skills that drama and and creativity and collaborative work will give you i think the more that we can have young people with us give them a space where they feel comfortable they feel secure they feel safe they feel like they can voice their opinions they feel empowered that experience is never going to be hopefully never going to be a negative thing as they go forward into whatever they might go into um because they've been in a space where and they know how that feels to be in a space where they're valued and they're seen as equals and they're seen as professionals and so that's a level that they can then expect going forward and they know what they're worth and they know that how they should be treated. How rewarding is it for you to to see to see the development in some of these people? Then you know to see them progress from like say two thousand nineteen to today. Is do you, do you get? Is it? It must be a nice buzz for you, yeah, to actually see the move on. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely, and um, we've we've built some really really wonderful sort of working relationships with some of the young people. We have them. It's a few participants who are, like I say, coming back to us all the time. And we have some who have started with us as performers and gone through and are now in our production teams and, and supporting the running of the company. Um, and that's just really wonderful. I think it's, it's always really beautiful to see a pathway grow in whatever capacity that looks at. So if they join us as, a, as an actor or as someone who's a little bit curious about something and then two months down the line or two years down the line, we've had actually realize they want to go into writing or realize they want to try producing and we can offer them that opportunity as well as it's just really wonderful and to see them make those paths and find those paths and support them through that as they're on that journey is yeah it's great it's lovely <laughs> and i think the one we haven't asked how do people get involved is, is it just a case of um visit your website see what's coming up sort of get in touch yeah, website, social media, our Instagram is where we put everything. We also have a newsletter that goes out every week um, and everything goes up on there. So you can sign up to that on the website or through our social media links. We've got the whole sort of links, all the links are in our bio thing. Um, but yeah, kind of Instagram is where everything goes at the moment, um, along with, with mailing lists and, and on the website. So we've got workshops coming up over the next couple of weeks. So if anyone's interested, they can sign up there. <laughs> we'll make we'll, we'll say we'll make sure we put the links up on our website as well for you. 
Um, and what next? Well, say, I mean, obviously next you've got these shows coming up, say, Tempest 23rd to 27th of April, Constellations 30th of April to the 4th of May, Drayton Arms Theatre. At least it's not in Drayton Arms Theatre in the summer, which I won't mention too much. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've all made been there. The <laughs> <laughs> um, and what, what after that? Is it what, what I mean, or is it a case of this shows is just... Yeah, this isn't the accumulation of the. This isn't the end because you've got so much else going on already around it all. What, what, what's, what's, what comes in May? Yeah, well, in May we're hoping we're just in the works of of putting it all together at the moment. We're hoping to host another masterclass week, uh, which is where we do four or five days of uh, workshops and training and sort of holistic creation um, with. A group of young people so that it doesn't build to a performance but it's just kind of week of like fun and exploring new elements of acting and performance that you might not have done before last year we were centered around immersive theater um and we did a big sort of immersive theater project and upskilled a load of young people in that which was really fun um that's coming in may hopefully and then we're looking forward to summer where we've got a really exciting big project in the works uh, but that's all still a little bit too uncertain for me to be able to plug yet <laughs> Is that, um, is that the masterclass with um is it haymarket fit for old haymarket isn't it is it all that no, stuff no they also do a, a really good program though which is of, of sort of free provisions but it's similar um similar um a similar vibe yeah similar okay. energy yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, in the summer, well, I say, do let's know about the summer. We'll chat about that nearer time. Then maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> and finally, let's. I mean, just to go back to these shows, I say, because I know, I say, obviously, there's so much else going on, and there's so much more people can get involved with. But as far as the shows go, for people to come and see the see the accumulation of all this current work, um, what is it about the shows? Why should we be coming along to Drayton Arms Theatre, say, later in April and early May to to see, but say, the Tempest and then Constellations? I think the main selling points from my perspective is that you've got 14 young people who are going to be performing their hearts out every single night to bring these stories to life. For The Tempest, well, actually, for both shows, it will be a complete reinterpretation of the script that you probably have never seen before um, because they're both, they're both quite high concept and quite creative in how they're being made. Um, and it is... The talent that is going on that stage is is something else. And I genuinely, I'm not even just saying this because I'm very biased in the situation, genuinely think that some of those performers will be going on to, to really, really big things. So, you know, come and see them at the Drayton Arms before they're on Netflix is what all I'm saying. <laughs> Brilliant. And, so, and we'll put the links, we'll put the, all the dates, everything again up on our website so everyone can see and get, get along and book tickets. Rosie, it's been absolutely fantastic. What you do does sound fantastic. As I say, I know, you know, everything theatre, massive supporter of all sorts of these young persons projects, um, say Act Two, Intermission, yourself. Definitely, there's a whole catalogue of people like yourself doing this fantastic stuff. So all the power to you all. So thanks so much for your time, Rosie. And hopefully say we'll see you in April. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to share our podcast if you enjoyed it and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode.